Dear sisters and brothers in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. So just an invitation for this coming week. Uh, when my uh, oldest son was 10, uh, about Thursday of Holy Week of his 10th year, he said, you know, Dad, this is just one story, isn't it? And it takes a whole week to hear it. I said, you are a brilliant child. <laughs> yes, it does. So I invite you to enter into this Holy Week and to participate with us as we hear this story stretch out over these next seven days. It is one, I think, that is, in fact, life-changing. Well, not to burst anyone's bubble, but if you were paying attention to the gospel reading, you'll notice that there were two things. Contrary to the children's sermon, there was no palms and there was no hosannas. Luke does not share that, but he still tells this story. And for me, as one who is now older, it is always one filled with this, not just a hint of sadness, but of profound sadness, of missed opportunities. The one thing I've learned after 68 years is that communication is extremely difficult for us to get what we want you to know from us and what I need to hear from you to understand you and for you to understand me is extremely, extremely difficult. I made a joke about it at the beginning about you taking the pew cards so that you know when the worship services are. But I guarantee you, even if you take them, you will still probably call the church to find out when the worship times are. It's like it's in the DNA. I don't know. I don't understand it. We want to know, but how do we know for sure? So both groups in this story are doing their absolute best to communicate what they're wanting and hoping and dreaming about. The disciples, as they announce Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem, are telling everyone, here's the one we've been waiting for. All these centuries of waiting, this is the one. And Jerusalem is beyond excited. They want a king. They want to have their country restored. They want the hated enemy removed. They want to return to what they have read about in scripture, what the rabbis have told them in sermons. They want that again. And here's the one now that can deliver it. But Jesus is equally as clear. As Pastor Jeff said in the sermon, he's coming as a king of peace. When kings came for war or for conflict, they rode a stallion. They were very deliberative in what they rode. And if you were coming in peace, you rode exactly what Jesus is riding. He could not be clearer. They didn't have internet. They didn't have a newspaper. They did not have billboards. They had sounds, celebration, and what they rode. Do you ever get why this goes from celebration to a few days later, this same, very same crowd crying for his death because of deep disappointment? We want Jesus to be what we want him to be. It's no different then than it is now. 
I regularly in my life would really like to have a Superman Jesus to be able to fix all the problems that I encounter with the people that I live with and serve. I want Jesus to interact in ways that just gets it done. And here in this story, that's what they're wanting. They're telling Jesus without a doubt, you're the one, we're ready to go. You asked us to go into battle and we will go right now. Call us to action. There are two stories that lead into this entrance into Jerusalem, also in chapter 19. And in them, we hear, I think, what Jesus is profoundly about. The first is as he enters into the city of Jericho, which is 17 miles down the hill from Jerusalem. As he enters in, again, there's kind of a parade. People are excited to see him. And here's this chief tax collector who, because of his challenged height, had climbed up into a tree so that he might get a glimpse of Jesus. And as Jesus looks up, here is this one. And he turns to Zacchaeus and he says, I'm coming to your house for dinner. Is that okay? And Zacchaeus is beside himself. Because while he is profoundly rich because he has stolen from his neighbors in the collecting of their taxes, he's also a pariah, a Jew that has been marginalized and excluded. But now this rabbi has come and said, I want to eat with you. I want to come to your house. And guess what? People were outraged, disciples included. Why are you eating with a sinner? Why aren't you coming to a good person's house? And Jesus says, well, I've come for mercy. A physician comes to heal the sick. Zacchaeus, a Jew, has been marginalized by his sin. And there is this conversion in this tax collector's life. And then Jesus tells the story about a king going out on a journey and then he gives away some money to his slaves. And to the first, he gives 10 talents, and to the second, five, and to the third, one. Now, a talent was a lifetime, one talent was a lifetime of income. The amount of money that's being given to these three individuals is astronomic. And the king says, I'll be back soon. Make me some money. And the first, when the king returns, says, I've made 10 more talents with the 10 you gave me. And the one with five, here's five back again. But the one who had received one said, you're not a very nice guy. I'm kind of scared of you. So I just buried it. Here's your talent back. And so to the 10, the one who had made 10, he's given the one. But each are then placed in charge of 10 cities and then five cities. But to the one who had just buried his talent, he condemns him and sends him out into darkness. What does this mean as we enter into this Holy Week? Jesus is coming for mercy and for peace. He is not coming for conflict. And as we are waiting, not just this week, but the week that follows and the ones after that, what are we to be about? We have been given this profound gift of Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins, life anew in him. And what do we do with it? 
Do we share it? Do we go to the task that we have been set to? Or do we take that gift and bury it in the ground while we are waiting for Easter to arrive and for Jesus' return? What do we do with what we've been set to? Do we bring mercy and peace? Or do we look for conflict and exclusion? Do we turn to those sitting next to us and say, you're not welcome here. You are a sinner. There's no place for you here at this community. Or do we welcome them and show mercy and invite them into a community that knows peace and peace abundantly? I want you to hear an invitation from Jesus to walk with him as he moves through this week, to hear the story unfold as we arrive at Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and wait in quiet on next Saturday. The invitation comes from our Lord. Come and be fed and renewed. Amen.